Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Happy 420 somewhere, everybody. Uh, we got some really bad news. Uh, you do not have a right to privacy. Uh, and, well, they haven't completely voted on it, but uh, something was leaked out of the Supreme Court this week. What does that have to do with cannabis legalization news if uh, 50 years of precedent is overturned? Uh, a lot of stuff that we're going to discuss about privacy and you know what that means for cannabis rights. So like maybe one day we'll legalize it on cannabis legalization news, change the name of this podcast to just cannabis news, and then have it be overturned by the Supreme Court. Who knows? But I bet you one thing, uh, the industry will still be 21 plus only. So uh, how about we now bring on Miggy and talk about what happened in the past week? Yo, Miggy, what's happening, man? Uh, I need to lower this. I feel like I'm in a Zen garden somewhere. Oh, you're always supposed to lower it. It's it's just the intro, and then you turn it down to prevent white noise. <laughs> uh my God, Becky. What's uh-huh. up, man? Look at her butt. But uh, the real bad news is that uh, evidently, in a 5-4 decision, they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, and so what does that mean with cannabis? Does that mean anything? Uh, maybe. And so, like, what do you think that the Roe v. Wade and the Casey case are, Miggy? Are you, because, like, I'm a lawyer who went to law school. That is a unique and insular minority of people. Most people aren't you know, lawyers. Well, you know, from, from my layman perspective, and, uh, you know, that's the funny thing about cannabis, right? I knew this was going to be a hot, like, uh, get ready to get shadow banned slash. Uh, uh, Whoa. Uh, Why <laughs> is that? I mean, like, but. You're discussing, oh, crap, I guess maybe then if it is criminalized, uh, isn't that one of the reasons why we well, get censored it, because it's a crime? Right, but it, we're also talking about, uh, and I talked about in the Slack, states' rights versus uh, federal rights, right? Like, this is mm-hmm. some bullshit argument that, you know, one of the first states' rights issues was slavery, right? Like, states' rights the bullshit premise of, like, just keeping my backyard safe, whereas... I was like, I argue, you know, the same woman in Washington State is going to be the same woman in Washington, D.C. Like, but neither one of them have a right to privacy. Yeah. You don't have a right to privacy. That guy smoking a joint doesn't have a right to privacy. Uh, and that's the real problem. And you see, like, as uh, somebody who's taught in, in law school, you're taught that there is no amendment that says that guarantees your rights to privacy. But uh, reading it through the 14th Amendment and certain other ones, there's this penumbra that had come up that provided for a right to privacy in specific instances, one of which was uh, a woman's right to choose her medical procedure. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one was uh, like Lovings v. Texas or even very recently, the very recent case of what was that one with the family relationships, the right to maintain family relationships. That was the one that just came out of the Supreme Court, you know, with a different composition than it has now. But it was the 2015 case. Uh, I can't remember the name of that case. Uh, Loving to be Virginia was way before that, back in like 78. 
and the right to maintain family relationships. That was the one that came out of 2015. Rights to make decisions about children's right to intimacy, right to contraception, right to procreate, sure. uh, rights for parental control of medical treatment. So all of these rights, all these privacy rights are gone. Well, if this happens, we talked about this before, as far as like <clears throat> how the, the system is like based off of people's feelings versus like real, real, like technical, like what it is, like the truth and science and shit, mm -hmm. you know, like this whole like this is a spicy topic. At least abortion is because of this whole like save baby shit. Like it's it's not right. There's there's a, like when is a life a life? That's the actual question. But it's still, you know. That's why it becomes so great. And just kind of like prohibition and cannabis, how people can't wrap their head around it, both being medicinal and recreational. It's 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 just ignorant blockage in people's brains that they can't get past. But one of the things that I, and this is an uh, article out of USA Today about what, what rights could be next after, uh, again, they, they call it the right to abortion as opposed to the right to contraception and the right to procreate. So a lot of that, when you call it abortion or abortion yeah. is people who are, you know, um, performing it, you're really uh, tipping your hand regarding the prejudice that you hold toward the procedure that you're making your own judgment on. Uh, God forbid you would, um, you know. What's the plan B? Plan B not even but, fucking starts with like. But that's a uh, recuse. You don't recuse <laughs> yourself. And so like you're the most yeah. passionate person who believes it. You don't recuse yourself. Meanwhile, like those three other justices that got through from Trump, they all said that they wouldn't do that. And then the first chance they got, they all did it. Um, well, you went so through a job interview, though. That, like, was that? Yeah, but when you swear under oath to testify to Congress, or maybe they aren't providing testimony. Maybe they weren't under oath and they could just lie to Congress. I don't know. But the uh, case law that happened out of see, there was Roe v. Wade in the seventies, and then. Yeah. Uh, Planned Parenthood v. Casey in the early 90s, 30 years ago. Uh, and so this case law had just been there. Um, and now it might be gone. Uh, so what happens if we fight to legalize this plant? Are we going to be back? Are they just going to throw that out in 50 years? You know, well, I, I think legalizing the plant, though, is it's all about how we come about it, right? Like descheduling, you know, that's the, the number one. Are they going to put it back on a schedule after it gets off? You know, that's we still have to get to that point. And that's probably the problems with the, the parliamentary procedure. Like, our, the R's, the Republicans had a fucking plan, and this this is it right here. This is stock with judges, and this is how you get your right your your way. Right? This is ridiculous because I've talked about before how like abortion is the one dividing issue between the R's and the D's. Right? It's everything else is like we're human. We're all the same. Right? Again, cannabis is what seventy percent Americans, eighty. You know, that want legalization, that agree that it's not a plant, that it is broccoli. But again, by attacking this, again, this is like you have to understand other cases are based on this law. And so by attacking this now, it's not just that the and you know the, the word abortion in and by itself is a hot button issue. Yeah, exactly. But the, the, the thing is, like the right to privacy. That was what Roe v. Wade really stood for. And this mm. broad array of privacy rights. So now all these cases, for example, the right to marry, uh, that might be gone. That was the Loving uh, v. Virginia case, I believe. Yeah, for Virginia's for lovers. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, the right to maintain family relationships, uh, the right to make decisions about how to raise one's children, the right to intimacy. Uh, I think that was Lawrence v. Texas. And so the sodomy laws could come back, criminalizing uh, those Why? people. Why do these people need to be in your bedroom? You know, like that's why I'm just so. Why is everybody so concerned why, about like? Why don't we have a privacy right? Do we need yeah. to like create an amendment and like amend the constitution that says you have the right to privacy? Well, again, uh, these assholes. Their their fucking argument is it's all about the babies. Whereas the babies that are here now that are in jail for prohibition, like what are you doing about them? Are you reaching out and, and helping people? Because that's the thing is like they, they they there's this like wash of the hands of responsibility when you're like look i saved a life but yet that life is gonna be a horrible of uh, of life of recidivism and uh you know like adoption like that's not a good option these aren't happy gonna be positive choices for a human being this person's well, like labeling that thing you see it's just labels yeah they're gonna say oh it's a baby and they're gonna say oh it's an abortionist so you guys are just you labels. Why is your prejudice uh, well, going to invalidate everyone's privacy rights? Because of yeah. your prejudice, everyone has to lose their privacy rights. Well, again, you know? Plan B doesn't even 
touch it's a, 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 a pre even for so as a health but the privacy right and medical cannabis yeah. that's really what i was you know one of the things that you could make as a reason for uh marijuana being descheduled if you can create it for being a medical plant is that you have the privacy right for this medical treatment mm. so sort of the rights to control certain medical treatments now we don't have that you see that's the thing but they don't care about that because they go and pray and then they look at just this one issue and they judge everything through that lens of right and wrong yeah and then they're going to foreclose your ability in a free country to say leave me be leave me alone what well, is part that of that doesn't exist yeah those same people that are, are are about like uh this is about choice and freedom are also infringing upon their beliefs on other people you know it's not a, a fact-based thing that's going on here this is pure uh religious rhetoric it has nothing to do with actually what's should be like for the for the woman's choice for the woman you know like it's a health thing like you said it's not a it's not a uh out there killings it's yeah. your, your constitutional right your your government doesn't have the right to tell people that they have to have a kid and then provide no health care no education for that kid no no the rest no. of its life there's studies you know it's so dumb when i see these studies about how like uh scientists say that uh if a child has uh, uh food uh, uh, uh comes from a, a decent background that they're able to focus on school versus the one that's trying to figure out how to eat first but you know but again this what this is what it has to do with cannabis your yeah. right to privacy your right yeah. to be let alone to smoke your joint as a medical treatment option but it's going to be gone people crying about when we talk about politics and, and, and cannabis, that the whole thing is how did we fucking get here in the first place? It's because of politics, right? It has nothing to do about any fact-based what this plant does to you, right? You're going to, you're going to tell me heroin and cannabis are the same it's person that's, you know, bitching about politics because yep. that's how fucking cannabis got prohibition politics. It has nothing to do with the plant plant, you mm -hmm. know? And then this whole right to choose for a woman's health and benefit again, there's, it's it's about your fuck your feelings, you know. These people who say that, then again, get butt hurt when they're like, "Oh, but I'm here for the children." I'm here saying, "But what are you doing now? What are you doing for the people that are the grown up children?" You know, Nothing. like the the the, the, the home city. That's problems. when you can be free and let alone is yeah. when you're an adult who can be swindled because you were never given education and then you, you've never given health care. But uh, let's see if there's any good news going on in Washington. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Washington governor and top officials urge Congress to pass marijuana reform. So this is more of the, the uh, federalism urgent. issue, the states' rights types of issue that Miggy was discussing. So the governor of Washington state and sent a letter to congressional leaders, again, emphasizing the urgent need to pass marijuana banking as a reform for public safety. And then, Miggy, how many times have you shared a story in Washington state in the past 12 to 18 months about a pot shop getting robbed? Every other day, every other week, you know, uh, here in Washington State, I've noticed an, a very increase in securities uh, shops that I've, I've been able to walk into easily. Now they have to get buzzed in. Like they're taking so many precautions out here now because of being targets. That's what these these businesses are. This is what the lack of passing in any prohibition is enabling is crime, is, is people getting fired and, and, and people getting uh, uh, shot at, you know, or robberies. Uh, so, I mean, the state banking act would be great. It'd be like one part of the puzzle, though. That's that's the problem, right, with legalization when we talk about, like, I think everybody as a kid thought, like, okay, we're going to legalize it, and then it's going to be in the stores the next day. But it doesn't no. work that way. Yeah, we're talking about prejudice, and so we let off the show about, like, something else that that Roe v. Wade uh, debate has to do with cannabis. Both of these issues are facing prejudices. And so one of the prejudices, it's legal yeah. to perpetuate because it's a federal crime. And as a result, there are algorithms designed to prevent uh, cannabis from spreading on the Internet. You can't advertise. If you try to, like, get a Google, what's what's the search traffic on on these types of things? Google won't publish it. We've been you know? suppressed for years, dude. Like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, every time I know this is your business, this is something that you've been working on for promotion and everything. But for me, you know, it's been the activism. And, and, and making noise and trying to get a certain message out, but it's an uphill battle. And, and it's it, that's why I find it funny when conservatives are like, "Oh, we're being shadow banned and blocked," but yet 
you have this whole law that just passed for you. Like the the algorithm in general is always on the conservative side. It's always trying to like. Well, again, that's one of the nice things that they take Twitter private. Maybe because they're public companies, they have to comply with all federal laws. And so if you're private, you don't have to get that uh, representation to, um, uh, you know, this this guy is twit. It, you didn't win uh, an argument <laughs> regarding um, well, uh, and regarding a morality. You can't win a morality argument. That's just what people believe. Very rarely is it actually factual. They probably think they won an election, too. I'm just saying. No, if anything, they probably pissed off every, well, 75% of women in the country. And then everybody in the country who thought they had the right to privacy. Like, we are a free country. Implicit in the due process clause is your right to be let alone. Your right to be free. You know, how can you have freedom if you don't have privacy? See, and I think that's why states' rights is a bullshit argument when it comes to, like, the rights of the citizens americans right like the same people are like oh i don't want the government telling me what to do or like america like you can't have both ways you know you have to support this thing that we call uh, uh america which is uh it's a concept it's a construct yeah. right if you it's, save the kids you pay for their fucking education you pay for their fucking health care and if you save the Idiots. kids what are, you, what are you doing for the ones out there that don't have families i'm saying there's they plenty of they don't care it's like, soon as you're in that's it Please. Like, how we had the same shitty issues year over year. Like we've known about. That's what uh, it means for me. Like, again, yeah. we've been talking about this for a decade and then they've been talking about this one for five. And so yeah. maybe we aren't going to have, maybe it's going to be a schedule one substance for another decade. I really hope not. You know? I mean, it's the, the biggest blight in, in American justice, this thing that we're supposed to be better than everybody else. It's the, the, the biggest, like, uh, you know, well, if you're going to find a flaw of something that's almost perfect, I mean, this is the biggest flaw, right? The The process is not the best, but it's what we got. But yet there's this one thing that's up there, the racial disparity, uh, you know, the, 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 the origins of, right? This whole, like, we're going to be burning books now because we want to tell about history. You know, like the fact that people are going to be like, oh, well, the Irish were slaves too. You know, I get those emails sometimes. I'm like, no, dude, like, in America, you know, the first state's rights was uh, uh, issue would be like this would cause a civil war, right? Like they thought they could do the whole separate shit and everything. Uh, so it just blows my mind how this lack of unity and lack of common sense exists oh, well. on the other side. There we go. Let's all uh, do something that we, we uh, let's do a nonpartisan issue before we there do some, some stocks. You know, um, it is 20 past. The hour, unfortunately, I only ground the slurricane. I didn't pack it in the bowl. I hate when that happens. But it, it does happen because it makes you forgetful, and it's not as addictive as, like, you know, crack or, or heroin, like it's, it's regulated as. But because of prejudice and what people believe, don't get their facts in the way. Don't confuse me and make me make a difficult choice. It's quite simple. I prayed to Jesus, by the way. Hang on, we're going to go to a prayer. I got a cousin. Once again, that is collateral base. We are closed. Uh, We'll be open again in about another week and a half, maybe two. And so I closed the firm for a couple of weeks because we are building some really interesting software, which, of course unlike political opinions, uh, takes theory, practicality, uh, and code to be able to actually deploy. Uh, And then it works because you had to do a lot of planning. Uh, And and hopefully in about another week and a half, we'll have something that's really cool to offer our clients. Maybe one day one of our clients will be publicly traded. That's not like tech, though, man. Tech is ones and zeros and and things that are, it either does or doesn't, you know? It does it or it doesn't. There's yeah. no morality. You're, when you try to legislate something that is a dozen or a dozen, works a lot better than when you try to legislate, legislate something that is morality, which changes depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Dude, and, and, you know, again, we, we talked about how cannabis, it's, it's a hot topic because 
you know, people have been lied to, you know, and, and the, the lie still continues. Uh, did you see that CDC uh, uh, con- uh, disease or condition of the week that they try to highlight? Bullshit? Oh, I think we have that. I think we have that later in the show notes. Do we? To check later in the show notes, and I'll go yeah, ahead yeah. and, and uh, we'll do a stock story. Cannabis stocks are still absolutely getting hammered. Uh, according to any Bazinga or financial writer that you look at, or if you just check the, the cannabis stocks, they are down uh, quite a bit. Not just quite a bit. I want to say like year over year, they are down like over 50%. And the reason for this may be because it's too expensive and uh, inflation. Uh, It also might be because there's just no new supply lines coming online in the sense that there's no uh, movement for the Safe Banking Act. There's no new licenses in Illinois. There's no new licenses in uh, New York. Uh, New Jersey's got some you know, starts of licenses, but uh, those licenses will take time to get out there. It looks like they're going to have some healthy sales and they already have. Those are publicly traded companies uh, like the Curleafs, for example, and the GTIs are also out in uh, New Jersey. So the things will go up, but without any legislation to to move the ball forward and then inflation, man, you only have so much money. But stocks, I mean, like those are being moved. I mean, I know they're publicly traded, but I didn't know like the average Joe. You know they shouldn't be relying on because at this at this point right none, there's no coca-cola weed yet well there's you people know? who say that they're coca-cola of weed or that they're yeah. positioning themselves to be they usually don't refer to themselves as cannabis companies they call themselves cpg consumer packaged goods oh okay so i mean i guess you is that what they're like i mean the whole point of stocks right it's being there's like an organization behind it a building right like their whole like board and everything because it's not yeah, like it's, it's i could corporate. just be like Right. Corporate. corporate. Well, when you make a lot of money or you have a larger organization, an organization of more than probably like that limit, like you have a limit of uh, a number of relationships any one person can keep. It's like 150. Uh, and so if you have an organization that exceeds 100 people and it's not corporate, um, that management would be very. I'm not okay. Outside of the the company called uh, Morningstar, so evidently nobody has a position in Morningstar. It's mm. like go and reach for ketchup. That's one of their tomatoes. But uh, there's no job oh, yeah. It's quite uh, horizontal. But then people have different responsibilities in their roles. It's just that everybody has the same working title. Uh, talk about equality, huh? The other reason why I bring that up is because stocks in general are just it's it's the big players that are influencing that market that they're making the markets go up and down. It's not. You know, a bunch of people just invest in Tilray, kind of like uh, the Wall Street Bets people, right? How they just did the AMC and everything else. Like, there's not that many people investing in cannabis. Now, maybe more like a CBD company right now. I know this, you know, that's a, probably another way of differentiating themselves because these cannabis are still, these companies are still uh, encouraging, uh, like you said, a federal crime. It's still, yeah, it is. It's It's a federal crime. That's the largest problem about it is that it is a federal crime. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like that. And I also don't like that, you know, not only is it a federal crime, but soon you might not have any right to privacy. And so I'm like, at least we were making progress regarding the medical argument so that one day, maybe if it's still sticking around, maybe we can get it knocked from the Supreme court by saying it's a violation of your right to privacy for medical treatment. But see, it doesn't get its day. It has yet to get its real day in court. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe things are, I think brushed so, over. Yeah. Like there has never been a day where weed has had its day in court where some like neutral arbiter, a judge, like somebody who just cares about the facts and not about the hoobajubu, like the yeah. it's going to make you do all this stuff you don't the good person doesn't do, you know, uh, as opposed to facts and evidence as opposed to rumor and innuendo and morality. But you're not and this I still have it in my mind because uh, mm. I can just hear the guy from uh, Massachusetts. I think it was Walter Mondale. It might not have been just saying you can't legislate a morality. And um, that was like in the 50s or 60s. I mean, it was yeah. black and white, you know, that that uh, uh, aspect of history that I remember. But here we are uh, decades later, legislating moralities. Seriously, though, I, I, you know, and, and because of the law, because it's written in the law and it's been accepted as law. Everything that is discussed around it tries to, to taint it. It's trying to give it a slant. So, yeah, we don't have it in the show notes, but I have it ready if you want me to share with the CBC yeah. shit. So this 
blew my mind. It was shared by uh, uh, Lester Greenspool's son. I think his name's David. But um, so this CDC, and this is kind of weird too, that they have disease or condition of the week. Like, I guess a lot of medical professionals, you know, prescribe to the newsletters and shit, and this will pop up, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, marijuana use disorder slash campus use disorder. Like, they're quantifying this, like, uh, and there's a quiz too to know if you have an issue with cannabis. Um, but the problem is why I find this so infuriating and frustrating is because that cannabis disorder that I have is I just can't stop fucking talking about it because we've been inundated with bullshit for so many years. You know, there's an obsession that happens just like the paranoia that happens because it's illegal, right? Like if you live in a non-legal or if you live in a legal place, you don't get that same everybody. Oh, no, comes. it's great. Like, I, yeah, because, like, that's one of the things, you know, we're trying, one of the reasons we shut down the old uh, firm for a bit is because we're trying to find the right talent to bring on board as well. Yeah. And uh, so we had to do some interviews and uh, we, we're remote. We're an online cloud based uh, wind powered office. And that's not just because we're lawyers, but uh, because we're literally powered by wind. And then, yeah. um, some of the people that we'd be interviewing might be in Nebraska or Texas. And I'm like, what are you trying to get arrested? Oh, shit. Seriously. But check out these key facts, though, that they fucking listed. Um, marijuana is mostly common, or excuse me, marijuana is most commonly used federal legal drug in the United States. Federally illegal, you know. And wow. then one study estimated that approximately three in 10 people who use marijuana have marijuana use disorder. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is because, this, like, but like, is this like breakthrough pain? Did they invent this term? Seriously, uh, marijuana use can lead to increased risk of stroke, heart disease, and other vascular diseases. That is not proven. You know, there's plenty of uh, uh, other uh, opposite. Marijuana use has been associated with increased risk of psychosis. Again, still questionable. And marijuana using during pregnancy may increase a person's risk for pregnancy complications, which I know plenty of pregnant women have consumed. Not, not giving medical advice, just saying uh, a lot of this stuff is not proven. But yet the CDC is standing by this as facts, and it's kind of... Uh, well, again, like some of those literally are facts, though. I mean, like, go back to that first one. It's oh. federally illegal. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a fact. But then what was the, the use disorder? How do they define that stuff? Like, just, uh, marijuana use disorder. Is this yeah. like breakthrough pain? Did they invent a term? And so, like, if they have mm. created this new term, it's like... Remember in uh, that dope sick movie where they would talk yeah. about breakthrough pain, where they were creating uh, new stuff that didn't exist and then saying you have it. And so one of the ways that you can create a problem is to make one up and then say it's yours and then don't do it. Otherwise, you'll have it. And then what do they have? Well, they have breakthrough pain. Well, what's the answer to that? Take more of our pills. You know, yeah. it's messed up. It is crazy. And then when they're saying like three in 10 people have this quote unquote disorder i mean are you really like saying a patient someone who really needs cannabis to get by through a day of uh, whether it be for physical ailments or they're treating a condition aside because of your endocannabinoid system that uh they have a disorder i, I think you're right though this is like the breakthrough pain you know next they're gonna pop up with like a, a chart with like a happy face and telling me how you feel uh, right that was hilarious and that's still out there but that just blew my mind that that chart of your pain was made by an opioid company yeah so like it is the exact opposite but it's the same and so imagine if the cannabis companies were already on the inside maybe this would be like three out of four uh cannabis users um experience wicked awesomeness wicked awesomeness is and then they've created this new condition called wicked awesome I, that would be fantastic, but uh, they would have to change the law, you know, and be like, cannabis is the newest non-federally illegal drug because we just made it not federally illegal. Uh, it, can, Mark, it should be a wellness issue. It should be my first option. If I want to treat myself with a plant for whatever it is I'm going through and I get through it. All right. It's, they have it here. Um, one more thing at the bottom for in case, you know, for uh, prevention. Uh, if you or someone you know is showing signs that might suggest they have used too much marijuana, call poison control. And I wonder if you call that number and some it's marijuana overdose, they just play Pink Floyd for you. Maybe. Or fish. They do. I'm not sure, man. But uh, we do have an international story. Maybe we should oh, cover right. Poof. Yeah, international stories go poof. One day, it'll get legalized, perhaps. Everyone.
international news. Uh, despite it being federally legal in Canada, banks in Canada still are not working very uh, much with uh, weed. Damn. Yeah, the big banks won't even look at you. It's as if you were not there. That's what Ryan Roke has to deal with as he approached banks to secure accounts with them as he began operating Lake City's Cannabis, two pot shops in Alberta. Well, that just goes to show that uh, this is the first time I really you really see like the the law exceed the the what's required to support a thing, right? Like usually technology advances before the law, but now they're like, hey, we're gonna legalize weed, but oh shit, they they didn't pass the banking rules or anything, right? Is this what's impeding them? Uh, no, no, it's probably maybe it has to do with interstate, well, international commerce, but uh, usually it has to do more with uh, compliance aspects. And so what they're complaining about a $500 a month to work with them and they wanted to continuously monitoring everything you did up and down, left and right. You have wow. a lot of these types of compliance things with operators south of the border as well, as it, there are three classes of banking for uh, a cannabis in the United States to maintain compliance with certain federal guidance. And this, again, is one of the reasons why the cannabis laws are the most episodic, incoherent uh, laws on the federal books today. There is um, federal guidance and policy regarding how to compliantly violate the federal laws. And so there it is. It's you are trafficking in a schedule one substance, that one being marijuana defined with an H. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that that's just turns out to be cannabis, but because they can find facts uh, and, and therefore you have a license to do it. They aren't going to bust you and they're going to they're going to tell the banks how to like regulate whether yeah. or not what you are doing is correct. And they have three tiers of what they call suspicious activity reports. You guys didn't know mm. you were going to get some stuff on the Bank Secrecy Act today. And that's <laughs> why you should go over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and get in touch with us. Uh, we'll we'll get back to you once we get open here shortly. And then, uh, so anyway, uh, th this compliance aspect of the banking is yeah. an interesting component. These were my first clients because I was a bank lawyer. I would explain to them, like, you need to have this compliance protocols all in place if you're going to do it. But it really didn't matter because Illinois never gave out that many licenses. It's not like, you know, Canada or even your state or, or Colorado or states where there's going to be enough banking opportunities for business bank accounts. Uh, hmm. But, you know, it's a little excessive too, though. $500 a month to, to, to oh, just that's tell. Cheap. That's really? cheap. That is like the stuff that I've heard in uh, America is like oh. $1,500 a month. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? With, with weed and, and another part of the problem with prohibition is I think that that's. There should be some sort of term for this extra cannabis tax. Like no matter what people do when they're in business of cannabis, right? Their rent's higher. Their uh, 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 local, you know, fees are higher. It's it's ri ridiculous. The people are being almost fine for just being proper business people for just trying right. to be, you know, part of the process. Crazy. It's the greed, man. It's like, oh, yeah. you're going to have weed, so therefore you're making all the money. Because people see weed and they think it's just this big industry that's growing so fast that makes so much money. And you're like, it has a, it has a cash flow. But what you don't see besides the cash flow are the high operating costs, which eat a lot of the cash flow, which are the bizarre taxes, which eat a lot of the cash flow. And then just regular old business, which return value to shareholders. What do you think we're paying for those with cash? Yeah. And so... Um, well, you know, it's, it's so crazy, too, though, how, like, the seed to sale program, like, everybody's been preaching to seed to sale. Like, that's a must. We must not have diversion because uh, it's cannabis. It's a, it's a very dangerous plant. Whereas uh, most, like, fentanyl, when a, a company like that, they, they have write-off. They expect at least 20% lost or stolen. Like, and there's no checks and balances for these fuckers. So, again, there's that overreaching bad regulation on cannabis. There's, mm -hmm. there's, you know, it's episodic. It's yeah. incoherent regulations. So instead of changing the law or like having any court case that can invalidate the law, as opposed to one that had been held by us to have a right to privacy in America for, you know, 50 years. And it turns out, you don't. But, uh, well, know, you know, yeah, you know, you don't have a right to, though, at least is uh, 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 products. Right. We got some trending news. Oh, we got some trending news. You have this one up. Yeah, I can get up in a second. Yeah, get I it up in a second, and then we'll I'll hit the bumper and let me know when you're ready for the trending news. Go for it. You got it.
website brought to us at high times major food brands call for crackdown on copycat products uh tom and i have talked about this for years like when are they gonna <laughs> when are they gonna take notice of the uh uh not so lucky charms <laughs> you know the other uh what do we got going on i think they had a big picture of uh oh they have they have a lot and so you you go ahead and and find that picture and zoom in on it but like this happened to skittles that uh strain with uh, the z spelling uh and it also happened to girl scout cookie it happened to gorilla glue uh so as brands you have to realize when you're going to be stealing and infringing on these brands as marks and that's exactly what they're doing um you have to see if the brand is still got any cash or are they going to protect that brand and are they still using it uh and you know like maybe some they are maybe some they aren't well and it's an assist if somebody wants you off their brand and really i you know i think they've gotten away for, for so long because cannabis has been an outlaw industry right period so you're you're doing something illegal anyway so screw it if i'm going to throw in a, a mickey mouse on top of it i mean you know i call it you know good for you it's just funness right that's the great thing about like the culture uh it's so stupid how like when people are conservative and be like well it's for the kids they're gonna give it for the kids but yeah well you don't you don't like to have a fun time like just kind of be cheekiness like you know there's 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 cotton candy vodka and i don't see people mad about that but yet we're gonna have people mad about gummies you know because They look attractive. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's, I still think that's a thing in New Jersey. I don't think they're allowed to have gummies yet in New Jersey because it's too candy like, you know? But the, yeah. it's the stigma. It's the stigma. And then it's the stigma when it comes to the edibles because of the lack of understanding on how those things all progress. Um, it's too bad, but it's being perpetuated, you know? Yeah, but here in Washington State, it's like people were doing gummies. And then eventually the state said, hey, we want only squares and circles you know only you know you can't make anything like enticing which is the dumbest like oh you just saved another nobody <laughs> with this rule because the, the parent or whoever has this this candy and, and is using it for their consumption is going to be reckless with it no matter what you know the shape of the damn thing is not going to matter you know it's going to be a bad situation regardless of what this damn thing looked like but yeah. well uh, it does happen, though. It's that uh, we were talking about Canadian banks most recently, and the Canadian banks and the United States banks are so overrelated that uh, the Canadian operators are experiencing similar types of issues that the American operators are. And then, in uh, do you have any good examples of that uh, ripping off news that Mickey no. was just showing us? There's no, no uh, good pictures, but I think you know because it was a letter from General Mills that was a big one. So that was with the big company that's been. You know captain crunch uh but again their flavors are delicious right uh, you know when a lot of these candy bars are being made that are infused edibles you know they're they're very nostalgic and they're very like i like crispy treats that happen to be 100 milligrams if i can be mm-hmm. or whatever you know now how you package it probably now really does matter but uh flavors man flavors you know what that means oh name that strain That's right. With name that strain, sometimes I like to make up rules to it. Somebody mentions the, the word flavors, we go to name that strain. The other thing that I'm thinking we need is uh, days since we've been uh, labeled 18 plus by YouTube. Oh, right now, we're, I think we're at seven, you know, but there is a picture of what our name that strain is today. I think it's very well trimmed. Uh, it's beautiful, beautiful little oh, flower yeah. right there. That's yeah. uh, uh, I, I believe it has a citrus uh, uh, terpene to it. So uh, what would it be? A uh, uh, lemony, lemony, no. or yeah. limony? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Man, it looks like it smells pretty good. Yeah, one of its parents is a L.A. Purple Kush. With, oh wait, that's probably the other brand. <laughs> Appalachia? No, with Appalachia is probably its other parent. Oh, so like I'm not a, sure what the Appalachia is. Like a land race, perhaps got you where did you uh come across this one just randomly no uh, i believe we got it from the leafly era you know oh i just thought maybe you were smoking it recently nope nope still nope killing off some runs not the chem dog uh chem dog though wish i had some of that oh yeah dude 
I, I miss some gassy stuff. I've had gassy. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice to have some gassy stuff. This mm-hmm. one's got an LA Pure Kush crossed with an Appalachia. It's got a uh, name that's very reminiscent of um, Central American lifestyle, particularly Costa Rica, I believe. Mm. It sounds like the name sounds like a should be like a water brand. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Name like a water brand. I think it's also a saying in um, Costa Rica. Oh, is it? Okay. I think so. Sometimes I don't know where you guys come names. I mean, I never know. <laughs> it's not that one, but that's funny. Punta Rusa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just check that out. Yep, yep. And oh, there we go. Mike West got it. Mike West got it. Mike West. Burvita. That's West right. Why don't you tell him about the strain and the Miggy? If you have the notes, do you have the notes up on yep, it? I got the notes. So Pura Vita, a beautiful cultivar from Bodhide Seeds, Pura Vita crosses LA Pure Kush with Appalachia Pura Vita, has bulbous like green bulbs with stark red pistols. The flavor profile is deep with earthy, musky, and menthol tone notes with that float above a rich base of fuel and citrus aromas. If you need a pick-me-up, your Vita's feel good high will put a smile on your face even on the rainiest days. I like you might be saying, wait a minute. What does that have to do with Costa Rica? And so I'm going to remove the nugget so that you can check out this. Been to Costa Rica or planning a Costa Rican vacation, one term you should be familiar with is Pura Vida. Pronounced Pura Vida. Simply translated means simple life or pure life. But here in Costa Rica, it's more than just a saying. It's a way of life. Uh, and that's Probably where that strain got its name. Is there a strain called Akuna Matata? There should be a strain called Akuna Matata. Will someone make me a fucking strain? <laughs> just yeah, you know, just Google. I mean, not Google. Go to Leafly and enter that into their search. Would not surprise me if it comes up. I'm just saying. It means no worries. <laughs> For how many days? <laughs> got some weed history. Oh, do we have some weed history? This one. Is going to be popular with the um, yes. the people who are happy in the country today. Here's some history. Maybe Jesus used cannabis oils to perform miracles. Have you ever heard about that stuff, Miggy? Yeah, the anointing oil. This was one of the things that uh, Jack Harrow talked about in uh, cannabis being used in uh, uh, rituals. Really? What's about that? Do you have any uh, more information about the uh, rituals uh, that Jack Hare was talking about that may be in the Bible? Um, I, oh, well, he has. I have a uh, a non-published copy of a, a thing that he wrote, a manuscript, and uh, he, he goes into the history, like just like how in when I was talking to Paul Stanford in uh, Japan, it was used in the the, the emperor uh, like mm-hmm. rituals. So, yeah, I don't, I can, not off my head right away, but yeah, no. Cannabis, known as the, uh, was supposed to be in the anointing oil. I imagine someone in our chat can, will know this. Just like, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, uh, when people talk about Genesis and how, uh, uh, you know, uh, we have, uh, we got some Bible verses going around in here. Yeah. Uh, now, a, a professor at the University of Boston who is one of those safety professors because he, uh, he he teaches classical mythology. Uh, he reported uh, to the Guardian, who is breaking this story, uh, that uh, Jesus may have anointed those who he healed with cannabis oil, which is referred to in Aramaic as cannabosm. And that might explain the uh, the name cannabis. And that's from Exodus, at least 30, 22, 36. Uh, and then they thought this was the herb columnus. Nine pounds of these herbs is used in the recipe. Interesting. Nine pounds of herb. Uh, which may have been cannabis, was used in the recipe to create this anointing oil. And he accidentally healed people <laughs> with cannabis. Again, it's been a medicine known for thousands of years. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Jesus was just a cool guy who liked to party a lot. <laughs> and it said, uh, this practice came from the story of burning bush where God instructed Moses on how to make the anointing oil and when to use it. Uh, a truth teller from three towns older told, uh, over told us, and Jesus is said to have broken with tradition by anointing the common people. No, Jesus, don't help those people. Right. Jesus, they're going to do such things when you're dead. And, and sometimes in doing so, he performed miracles. Well, that's your opinion, bro. Um, take the passage. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with the oil and healed them. People Magic. believe. Mark 613. 
I I mean, like, I, I really do think uh, cannabis is such a history as a plant being one industrial, one medicinal, and two fucking food. This this plant's going to be in all sorts of, uh, like, innuendos, right? It's never going to, sometimes people didn't have a name for it. They didn't call it cannabis. They didn't call it marijuana. They called it the, the local bush down the street that I used to, like, pluck at. Oh, I don't think that's true. I think they knew exactly what it was. The people mm. back then just happened to be trapped in the past. They were still humans, so they were still mm. quite smart, and they probably still had extremely rich histories and lives and complex civilizations, and people would do what their last name was, and that's why Howard means lawyer. I'm not sure why, but uh, evidently <laughs> it does. You know, um, In the old language, Howard means lawyer. For real? I have no idea. Oh, I'm just sure. making this up. This is shtick. We, we have a podcast. Yeah. People like to tune in and listen. Go. I think it pops as a lawyer, so I'm just like, you know, no shit. That's like, so, but see, I'm really big in etymology, so I was, I was like, I'm gonna have to Google that one later, perhaps. But no. Well, I mean, again, we have some other people that are are going on record here. Uh, let's see, uh, Chris Bennett, the author of the book "Sex, Drugs, Violence, and the Bible," is a supporter of the cannabis oil view. The medical use of cannabis during that time is supported by the archaeological records. So we have the records. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they knew exactly what it was. They were probably making uh, uh, rope and stuff out of it. Hey, we just got a new no member. How do I show that guy? You see that little oh. thing up there? I'm trying okay. to show that sticker. Am I not allowed to? Oh, there we go. Here we go. Hey, uh, TW Popcorn. All right. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Baptism by fire with infused olive pill topical induced. Interesting. Nice. Yep. <laughs> I mean, here for the moment. Stayed for the conversation. Thank you. You know, nice. that's right. Uh, one day I will open the company again, and nobody wants their lawyer to look at them like this and go, "Boy, did you fuck up?" You know, it, it, they they don't want them to have uh, hair that's dumber than they are when they're hearing what dumb stuff they may have gotten themselves into, and ha they need a lawyer to help them get out. Uh, it's too bad that I don't have a trucker hat. This would be funnier with the trucker mm. hat. The, uh, the flannel yeah. works, and then I have the, the sunglasses. Yeah, I told him to give me the Billy Ray 1992 edition. I gave ah, it to me. Yeah, yeah, baby. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we've talked to a dead horse about how Jesus uh, was using cannabis oil to anoint people based on recipes handed down to him by Moses' people, uh, according to that uh, website that had sites from other people who said that they were there at the time, yeah. three thousand years ago. Well, and, you know, Ron Valley, he points out, like, he's not a church guy, but uh, he likes the stories. And that's one of the things that when I was uh, um, in school, I had a teacher, my English teacher. He actually looked like Jesus. And uh, he was very, uh, with the arts and the words. And he's like, look, the Bible is not a, something I believe in, but it's a, it's a storybook. It's a, mm -hmm. one of the oldest ones that storybooks out there, really, that, you know. And then I really don't think half the people who say they read it, though, read it because, Man, that's fucking boring. A lot of thows and thows and, you know. Yep. And then asses. <laughs> but they have some cool stuff, you know, uh, coming out. We have a neat article. It's next one. Uh, it's it's uh, something that I really wasn't expecting, this kind of, like, um, access and, and the, the brand and the business that he's running. So let's hmm. go ahead and move something up. What's happening, everybody? Miggy and I are here with some shit we weren't expecting. Uh, in high times, um, Seth Rogen welcomed people into Houseplants headquarters and showed them around. Mm. And I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, did you did you see this article, Miggy? I did not. So they walked right. through. Is a production like a an actual production place? Uh, yeah. So he did a tour of Houseplant, which went live on April twenty seventh. It's the decor of his home as well as a business place. Remember, uh, he does own a cannabis company. And so the, the house plant headquarters is located in a house, a 1918 bungalow in Los Angeles. So this basically means that we are doing the same thing, except my bungalow is not in Los Angeles. It's in Peoria Heights, and I run a yeah. law firm. At it. But, um, it, it, but that law firm is weed-related. It's much <laughs> harder to get a license in Illinois than it is in California. Well, he probably just goes to that uh, place just to, like, do one business thing and call it a write-off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, kind of what you'd, well, again, like I, 
I yeah, call a lot of it a write-off. And so he's doing the same thing. He's writing off that house as he runs a cannabis company. But you'd have a hard time doing that. You see, you're not really allowed to write that stuff off as a plant-touching cannabis company. Mm. So I hope that he's doing it as a brand, march, merchandising, other types of uh, avoiding IRC 280E uh, uh, company. But maybe it's post-tax, right? You know, if house plant is making uh, weed money, then you just make sure that you've paid your federal taxes that are due and then pay for all the other stuff. But he doesn't have actual uh, plant product, though. He's just making, like, ash trees and shit. But that's the thing, Miggy. It's IRC 280E. If this money, depending on where the source of it's from, again, if it's merchandising like ashtrays and other stuff, yeah. branded merchandise, that is not going to get hit by IRC 280E. But uh, what about his licensing deals for his house plant brand that sells hmm. weed what about yeah. the money that's arisen from the cannabis itself and that sales and that trafficking that's yeah. the stuff that you're not allowed to deduct the costs of trafficking and it's you know to a certain extent it's your rent it's your employees all that stuff sure sure it's just yeah your overhead fuck mm -hmm. you can't sure. deduct the cost of carrying on the business operations and that's one of the reasons why a lot of those cannabis stocks are down and if it was federally legal they would immediately become substantially more profitable most of them would probably post a profit that that aren't trying to amazon and like super grow yeah most of them would probably try to post would probably post a profit then i mean how many other besides okay like prostitution right how many other things out there that are like illegal that really don't need to be like how many things are out there prohibitive and, uh, and well, if you have no right to privacy lots yeah again that could be sodomy it could be miscegenation uh it could be all of masturbation uh, i'm sure if masturbation was criminalized in kansas you know you're all going that. down you're all going down yeah. but hey man in an autocracy that's great <laughs> I, I remember when we had freedom and privacy yeah sorry oh we have the thought police now and, and it's funny is the, the thought police are the ones crying victim you know like uh oh freedom and privacy but yet i don't want you to have yours or what is it what is it let's say uh like equality is not lesser for you it's just means that you know it's not like like when people are mad about say uh, gay marriage right it's not it's just an equality thing it's not a it's just marriage it's not gay marriage it's just marriage whereas like uh an extra privilege would be a thing like tax-free churches you know there's Certain they things. do have. They exactly. do have. I mean, like, think about that. The most heavily taxed thing is weed. The least heavily taxed thing is God. And so, uh, what? I mean, like, we're not supposed to be respecting uh, religion. How is that fine by the First Amendment, making uh, churches tax exempt? How is that fine pursuant to the First Amendment? where you're not supposed to have any type of religious establishment, let alone religious subsidies where they don't have to pay taxes yeah, or income. And then it has the biggest opinion the most in everything that we do in our country. You know, it pays no taxes and has the biggest influence on policies and all these people's heartstrings, you know. It's ridiculous. Do you have any idea how much money I would make if I didn't have to pay taxes? A lot more, you know. Uh, but yet it is not a, re a religion. You can't use weed as a religion. Doesn't that suck? Exactly. I mean, I, I, I can't. You, that's the irony, right? Like this country of like, you know, your, your beliefs, and your faith and bullshit. But yeah, I can't believe in this plant. I can't. Because I honestly do. I can tell you. I can. I believe it's uh, medicine. I believe it's industrial. I believe it can help like our nation. Like it feels so weird and juvenile to say shit like that. But it, it, and again, it could. And I honestly do believe it would. It will. It might. It darn well might. But I will be missing those uh, freedoms that we used to have, like privacy. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure it's for the best. No, it isn't. <laughs> Hands made to tell 2.4. Correct. Correct. Well, I mean, the only other thing that we have to do on this is talk a little bit of a cannabis business, and then uh, we can get on out of here. So hang sure. on a second. Let's, uh, let's hit that bumper. Hey, everybody. It's me, Tom, cannabis industry lawyer. For some reason, I got a mullet. 
But, you know, this too shall pass. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about something that you're going to do in your cannabis business venture, uh, unless you're extremely wealthy. Uh, and most people do not have the ability to write a check in seven figures. The vast majority of the people watching this can't just cut a check right now for over a million bucks, and therefore you're going to need to calculate your gap. Uh, joining me, of course, is Miggy, and we're going to talk a little bit about well, what does it mean to calculate your gap in um, in business, yeah. uh, especially in startup business. And so when you start a business, your partners forms a group. They very often call it colloquially in business. And then that group throws in and by throws, I mean, again, business is a whole bunch of, you know, it's just like that. And this, these, those, you know, uh, yeah. it's hilarious. But by throws in, they all contribute money uh, into uh, a pot. And that money is then put to work as you see, it's one of those, these, those. I like to put money to work. Uh, well, what you will hear from uh, entrepreneurs very often. Hmm. And by that, that money goes in uh, and it's usually a down payment on a construction project or it's operating capital to burn until you earn. Again, these silly sayings uh, happen yeah. a lot in business. And so uh, burning until you're earning is what, you know, Cresco or Amazon were doing. And they were just continuing to acquire additional people on their cap table and their shareholders. And mm. as they would calculate, well, how much more money do we need? Uh, how do we fill that? Uh, now, with a cannabis store, we're going to use a simple version of just a $1.5 million dispensary. Uh, so that $1.5 million dispensary, you may be able to find uh, construction loans and other mortgage loans for, but you have to put down more money in, in this industry because it is illegal. And so you may be able to find 30% if you're lucky, 30% and hopefully single digit interest rate if you're mm -hmm. really lucky um, and have good credit and a good group. But that means that if you're going to build a $1.5 million dispensary and try to open that business, you need about a third of that. So you need about $500,000 in cash. Mm. Now, one guy can do that. Yeah. Or three guys can do that. And that's one of the nicer things uh, about the industry. Uh, you can sometimes do it less and try to like, and then you, let's calculate it, say that, all right, that that's our gap. Well, can we try to get that lower? What do you mean? What if we rent the place? But if you're going to rent the place and it's a dispensary, you have to be real careful hmm. because of the IRC 280E. And then right. if you're going to rent the place and it's going to be um, cultivation, uh, less. But then you have to look out for landlords that might want a piece. And so we'll talk about that aspect uh, in a different How to Cannabis. And if you're enjoying these segments, uh, check out our uh, playlist, How to Cannabis. Uh, where we go over various operational and business issues in the cannabis industry. Uh, when you hear people talk about cl uh, calculating their gap, they're trying to figure out how much more money they need to either access credit or to continue to do operations. Okay. Uh, yep. And so when you put together your business plan, you need so and you do your financial models and your pro forma. So you start up costs and capital that yeah. you're deploying and putting to work by having new facilities and equipment. Um, and then you get a number. And then that number is how much cash you actually need to fill that gap to get open for business. So the gap is something that you're figuring out after the fact already, right? Like if you, when you're putting your plan together. And so when you're putting your plan oh. together, you're saying, we're going to do this. It's going to be that piece of real estate. We're going to build this thing. And then as because you're saying all those things, you know yeah. how much it's going to cost. And then you can figure out from the lender who's going to give you a loan to value of 70% uh, and, you know, Hopefully you have a license in hand. Let's, let's use an example that I'm familiar with that I, I turned you on to. Let's say this license for $300,000, right? Like mm -hmm. that's just a license and, and, and a facility and, and, and that's it. And that's the, the producer processor. So it's like a grow somewhere. Then, so I have $300,000 or, or I raise it, but then there's going to be on top money, right? So to maintain it and float it so you can get the business going forward, right? So would I then, in my business plan, say, okay, say I can only raise, I mean, realistically, with people I know, 100000 out of the 300 required. Then with that 100000 I raise, am I walking around trying to raise, say, another 500 on top of that? Because, you know, that's the whole gap that I'm needing, that I'm looking at. Yeah, you're usually trying to get the sufficient cash to pay your overhead for your operating at yeah. a skeletal basis until you can get open for business. And then also for your complete costs of your construction build out until you can get your certificate of operation from the regulatory authority. Mm -hmm. uh, and as a result, 
that costs money. And uh, then you figure out how much that is. It can, it's more expensive now because building materials have gone up in price. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of sucks. But, um, you know, it'll go back down when the recession hits. But one thing the recession really won't hit is the cannabis business. The only thing that we really need is it to no longer be treated like you know, for it to be regulated how it is, not how some people believe it to be. Right. Well, that's, I'm just, you know, each state's going to be different, right? No matter what plan you come up with, it's going to be individualized until it is federally legal, right? Yep. That's exactly how it's going to go, man. Uh, anyway, so that is our little mini How to Can a Biz segment, and that kind of wraps up the rest of the podcast for the week. Hey, if you guys think we've been uh, doing too many clip shows and you th- we need to, like, port over uh, another um, channel to do the clip shows, let us know. And then Cannabis Legalization News would just have those two videos a week or maybe also this How to Cannabis segment so that people can uh, get that and find out how to get in the industry. Uh, but, you know, let us know in the comments. We really appreciate all the members, especially the guy that joined uh, during this one. And, uh, yeah, man. Ooh, may the fourth be with you. Oh, my goodness. That is the first May the 4th reference we've made. You're welcome, everybody. And we'll see you later. Later. Yeah.